Let's get into this <laughs> game. <coughs> I guess it's me for the 60-second rundown, so let's just... Uh, oh, yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. We forgot to designate one, so... It's me. Oh, you dog. It's how it goes. It's <laughs> how it goes. Av started predictably sluggish in this one. Unfortunately, that cost them the first goal of the game on some sloppy defense from some expected sources. Uh, thankfully, they got a power play. <laughs> they got a power play back the other way to make it one-one. And honestly, they never really looked back from that point in the game. Yeah. They kind of just dominated the Predators at least until the point where it wasn't really relevant anymore. They made it one-one in the first, took over the game in the second period, scoring. Four consecutive goals to get it to five to one, including another power play goal and some dominant five on five play just on the whole uh, end of the second start of the third. They kind of slacked off a little bit, admittedly gave up a goal on the penalty kill late in the second and one early in the third at five on five. That's how you get to your five three final. They make it the eight goal total for Peter McNabb confirmed. I mean, that was probably the wrong sound effect for that. Yeah. On the whole, though, honestly, a very good game for the Avs, especially considering the lineup that they are putting out there. You're not going to complain at all about a W and certainly one where they find good production from multiple places in the lineup. Given their forward core, really, really tough to complain about much tonight for Colorado. Um and I, I, let's let's just start from the top of the lineup here. On a team where you're short-staffed, kind of, you have some unexpected stuff going on in your depth. I don't know if Nathan McKinnon was your best player tonight, but he was certainly one of your best. How important is that for Nathan McKinnon to be the guy for the Abs right now? It's pretty important, man. Yeah. Uh, when you you're talking about, you've got. Well, it's high-end talent, right? Like, that's how the abs are built. High-end talent, great defense, and then Georgiev is the last man. If your high-end talent doesn't play like it, none of it works. Yeah. None of it matters. It's true. Like, it all goes out the window immediately if, if step one of the plan does not work. So, for Nathan McKinnon to be playing the way that he has been, I mean, uh, whew, the you just carried it over from Finland. I mean, yep. you wanted to see the team build. As a whole, for sure. Yeah, yeah. build off of two wins. They played really well. Uh, they did that. They absolutely did that in this game. Um, it's it's going to be one of those games where the underlying numbers never really match up because Colorado just built that lead so yep. quickly. The entire uh, the second, second half of the game was score effects. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's just... It's it's really like McKinnon McKinnon just doing everything right now. He's driving play, he's doing all, and like Miko's finishing off plays. Yep. But you see the difference between the impact that the two are having on a shift to shift basis, where Miko's fucking around, cross checking <laughs> dudes, turning pucks over, losing battles, like doing all kinds of nonsense, ends up with a three point night. Yep. Because he's just just naturally such a gifted player, he can get away with some of that bullshit, and McKinnon. Had really kind of cut it out, and it's we're seeing we're seeing uh, very similar to last year. Yeah. Tons of assists and primary assists. Yeah. It's not like secondary assists, a bunch of white noises filling up a stat sheet. Yep. He's making the pass that leads to the goal a lot. And you look at the primary assist tonight through the through traffic through the seam, 
one timer. Miko yep. finishes it off. Yep. Great play. And then the outlet pass up the yep. middle of the ice. Finds Miko coming out of the box. Yeah. Yep. Comes out of the box and Well ends and, up ends up with a great goal. And credit Miko Ranton in for finishing because <laughs> McKinnon has no assists if Miko Ranton in doesn't finish. Well, and there's two angles of this I want to talk about. One you look at McKinnon executing those plays and you compare it to the first five games of the season where the Avs passes weren't clicking. They yeah. weren't connecting. McKinnon has kind of honed it in a little bit. Yeah, like imagine that. It took like, like five games yeah. for the guys to get that timing back. And it's like, well, well. And like they've two, taken off. the other side of this is McKinnon is finding a ways to produce, ways rather, to produce when the opposing team's goaltender is making their best save of the night on him. Every single night. Yeah, I, the 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 one especially that killed me. I know he had a post tonight. Yeah. But the one timer that Lankinen just squeezes squeezed it. in the yeah. arm where he just got it, closed it in, and was like, I got it right. He had so many chances. I mean, even that one where he broke to the middle of the net, had the five hole, and he just lifted the puck up. Didn't if he would have just turned it to the back. He should have yeah. just yeah. passed yeah. it into the back of the yeah. net. Like. <laughs> I mean, he finished the first period with six shots on and, goal. Yeah. Like the guy, the guy was locked I, in all I, night. I just want to point that out because that's just how it goes sometimes. The other side of it is he makes a great, great pass, and Miko hits Lankin in, in the glove, and it still goes in the net. And you're like, okay, <laughs> well, he should be getting this payoff, right? Because like, yeah, you look at him, it's five one. And who's the guy out there just grinding? Yep. It's McKinnon just it's, pushing, yeah. pushing, pushing, pushing. He's yeah. all he's he's out there hunting the puck. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, I think he's really he's really turned it up to a different level. Um, really, <laughs> it's it's impressive to watch, and yep. I try not to be like salty <laughs> about. Maple Leafs fans and Oilers fans <laughs> and their disrespect. Yeah, exactly. And the way that they they like value their star players specifically against McKinnon. Yeah, because those dudes are all bitch asses who don't belong <laughs> in that conversation until they can actually win something. And I get to say that now because McKinnon won something. <laughs> so uh, until until then, you know, I don't want to hear it, but. He looks like he belongs in the class of highest paid players in the league. Oh, he yeah. looks he looks like he won a championship and was like a championship. <laughs> I've got all kind of I've, I make a lot of money. I've got a lot of space in my house carved out for trophies <laughs> for the future. Built a whole trophy room. We got to fill this He's, thing up. Exactly. <laughs> He's got a lot to go. And I think he would never admit it. But I think that guy wants a heart trophy. Oh, he does. He definitely does. I think he would prefer Con Smythe, but why not both? Yeah, I mean that would be a fun year. Yep, a Hart and Hart Ross, a Con Smythe Stanley Cup, <laughs> like the worst. All the hardware. <laughs> yeah, where he's just like, all right, well, I filled it up. I'm good now. I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I, Nathan McKinnon just—he's on a level right now. He just—he looks great. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's superstar being a superstar. Um, you know, I, I really don't know what else there is to say. And Miko Rantanen is a superstar caliber of player who very much looks comfortable being along for the ride. Yep. Uh, because he doesn't drive play so much as he's part of play. <laughs> but I, I, I always feel like I'm criticizing Miko, but really, I'm just in awe 
of his ability to produce the hardest thing yeah. to do in the NHL. And he just looks so casual just doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks so... Because even in this game, there are maddening mistakes. The cross-checking is yep. entirely Unnecessary. <laughs> totally <laughs> selfish nonsense, right? And... <laughs> There was a shift later in the game where he tries to get the puck out of his own zone and just flips it up the board super casually and gets held in and then they give up three shots on goal and you're just like, and he's got three points at the time. So you're like, I can't even be that mad at him. In a world where the Avs didn't have Nathan McKinnon, stuff like that would drive you insane. Yeah, if he was your true best player, you would be like, we're never winning anything with this guy as our best player. But because he's your third best player, you're like, it's all good, baby. You, you <laughs> enigmatic. Yep. You're not. You're not frustrated. You're enigmatic. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Not very many bad things to talk about in this game. A couple of them in the first period. Number one, we beat this horse to death. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Curtis McDermott is not an NHL caliber defenseman. He's just not. Yeah. He he got turned around coming off the bench and he transitioned going backwards and I was like, "Oh, big tree going to fall hard." <laughs> Dude, it's a he slow got a he got transition. Tipsy, he got tipsy turvy. You remember do you remember when uh I think it was in uh, the Panama Canal a couple years ago when that big ass <laughs> ship got stuck <laughs> the ever given yeah. and they they couldn't get it to turn. That's like watching Curtis McDermott transition into skating yeah. backwards. And I, I don't want to hear that he's not a make NHL a caliber player when I, he makes passes in look, front of the I, net that were unreal tonight. I am willing to give him. <laughs> I am willing to give him a passable NHL caliber fourth line forward. I also believe he got an assist. He did. Might and, be a secondary assist, he, but and I would not trust him. <laughs> oh, the Suez Canal. My bad. My bad. Further than one of my nose hairs on defense. Like, yeah. you know where he can make those kinds of passes all the time is that left wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. True that. The fourth line. <laughs> Look pretty good for 90 seconds before the unfortunate Shane Bowers injury. Oh, yeah. And that's the other that's negative the is a, the worst case scenario for Shane Bowers' debut. How do you not feel bad for this guy? It sucks, man. We talked all about in the pregame the awful luck that he's had in his pro <laughs> career. Yeah. Instead of thinking that something good was about to happen for him, we should have known. We should have known. That he's just not allowed nice things. For whatever reason, the universe has it out for Shane Bowers. In the minute 16 he was on the ice, he created a he, scoring chance. The fourth line was great. You were watching it like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. 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 I'm more excited when they're on the ice than JT Comfer's line. <laughs> like a line in which each of those guys was vital to a Stanley Cup <laughs> run. Yeah. Um, so. Super unfortunate. The official word is upper body injury did not return to the game. Yeah. You guys know the drill. Bednar won't have talked to the trainers yet. We'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious. That's all. It's all you're yeah. pulling for at this Expect point. Expect some further testing done tomorrow and then maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Um, more, more of an idea of what a real timeline looks like. Yep. Hoping for just a couple of weeks. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, because it looked, I mean, it looked. It did not look good. Well, yeah. and he knew, like, a yeah. situation where yeah. a player knows immediately. Went down, he's, stayed down. And his arm doesn't move. Yeah. You're like, it's <laughs> it, it's shoulder, it's wrist, it's elbow, it's whatever, right? Yeah. Like, 
there's something really wrong there. And he's not like, it's not like the like the Evander Kane thing the other day where he was oh, like, well, that was terrifying. where you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what's going on here? And there's blood all over the place. Like, but you see it, and you're like, these guys are known for their for toughness. Yep. And this guy is not moving. Yeah. And it's like he's not moving that part of his body. He's just getting off the ice and he's disappearing. And yep. so you're like, it's really hard to believe that this is going to be like, oh, he broke a fingernail, you know? Like, it's he's not a baseball player. So uh, it's going to be... Well, I'm, I'm hoping that this is like... A week. But... We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, not doctors. Don't want to speculate. Yeah, because, oh my gosh, man. And yeah, and we'll we'll get to this, but credit to the Az Depth tonight. Really, played very very well for a ragtag band of people. <laughs> that you know, at least three of these dudes didn't even know if they were going to be playing tonight. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of what makes the the win tonight as impressive as it is. Is you look at the process, and there are some score effects that is pretty even. But then you look, and you're like, game one of the postseason. Yep. This year, how many of the guys who played tonight you're, you're, are in the lineup? You're encroaching like thirty to forty percent of this lineup is going to be different. <laughs> you're talking. You're talking very likely a minimum of two of these defensemen. Yep. Not in that lineup. Yep. And probably at least like two of the forwards. Yep. Assuming like, health. Generous. Yeah. To say two of them, right? Because it, it could, it be, could like, be at it least could be like three four or, or five, four. Man. Yeah. Like it could be depending like a, on deadline, a, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because you expect Nachushkin, Landeskog, and Helm are definitely coming back. Whatever they do at the deadline. And then if they add somebody else at the deadline, exactly. We're talking about a couple. There's a a couple. Yep. Uh, And and you add that in with the the defensive. You could be talking about five, six guys here that aren't in that lineup. So, and this is Colorado's lineup. Like, moving forward for for a little while here, this is going to be the group that they roll with. So any wins that they pick up here, you've got to feel good about. Oh, yeah. But you sure feel a lot better about it that, like, Logan O'Connor just continues to cash chances like this. Yep. And the breakaway that he finally scored on one, <laughs> hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But the tip. <laughs> the tip's a gr- just a great, gritty and, and depth player play. Yeah. Just continues to be a yep. thing that he has added to his game this year yep. that we didn't see a lot of in previous years. But for him, nuts and bolts stuff. Skate fast, hit hard. You know, use the abnormally large teeth in your mouth to chatter, 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 chatter <laughs> constantly. Maybe it's the clacking of them together that drives should, other people crazy. Should he do the, the but, friends thing and over whitening his teeth? He should. <laughs> Blind him while you're at it, bro. Like, Logan O'Connor is the perfect pest, the perfect role player. Yep. Him adding this element to his game where... He throws in tips to 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 as an added means of being able to score goals. Like that's that's great. Yep. He that's great, especially while he's in playing up in your lineup, while he's playing third line minutes, while he's he's got that job. You need a little bit of help there, and getting it is excellent. Uh, and it happening twice from the same guy is very it's cool. Sick. JT gone for a two point nine two. We'll get into those goals that. in just a little bit. First. The 17th of this month, November 17th, you're going to want to come down to the DNVR bar. We're putting on an event with the Avs alumni with LaCroix Hockey. We're having Adam Foote, Milan Hayduk, uh, John Mitchell, Stephen Reinprecht, Peter Budai, 
Ken Klee, a whole bunch of other names, including some players that don't even never played for the Avs. Yeah, uh, I'm like weirdly excited to spend time with David Clarkson. Yeah. Because I thought he had such a fascinating career arc that ended, unfortunately, uh, with injury. But such an interesting arc where you're talking about a role player that built himself up, built himself up, has a 30-goal season, and then thinks he's doing the right thing by signing in Toronto with like his hometown team and like, oh my God. And then his career falls and, apart. And yeah. it all goes sideways. But like I'm fascinated I, to hang out with that guy. I mostly just want to ask him what it's like to be a, an officer of the water bottle police. <laughs> you don't know that clip? I don't. I, oh, no. it's an all-time mic'd up moment. Mm-mm. Where like I forget who it was he's talking to. Oh, was he the one that was like, "Don't touch my guy's water bottle yeah, or whatever"? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that was him, yeah, but I know him. the clip. Yeah. yeah, I did not know. I did not know that was him. Yep, <laughs> just don't touch his water bottle. <laughs> he's he's coaching the uh, 16U AAA Thunderbirds now. So there you go. I knew. I knew. Spilled uh, a little beer there. I yeah. know that he's been really involved in Lacroix hockey. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and a lot of their events and stuff, but knowing that he's like here now, yep. it really continues to add to the talent influx of talent developers. Yeah. In the state of it, Colorado, it's at the hockey youth in levels. the state. Yeah, well, because exactly. you know, Guazdecki wins national championships. Yep. On at the DU <laughs> and goes to and now and now he's like entrenched. Yep. Coaching a high school here. Valor. Yep. Yeah, like the high school here. Yeah. But <laughs> still, like it goes to show you that 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 like Colorado is becoming really serious about its hockey development. Yep. Lacroix hockey is a big part of that. And yeah. one of the reasons why we're really excited to partner with them, being a company that cares so much about our actual community. Um, yep. seeing the Colorado hockey community build up in this way is really awesome. So next Thursday. Uh, Next the big, Thursday, the big event. It's twenty dollars for a ticket to get in. Tickets are limited, so be sure you go buy them. Uh, the big names and the little names will all be signing, saying meet and greets, and all that stuff for you if you come by. So be sure to get your tickets. Come by and uh, rub some shoulders with with people like Adam Foot. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, again, I I think we only have like eighty or so tickets, and we've already sold like. 20% of them. So get in on it quick. Yeah. We sold a chunk of them before we even started advertising. Yeah. People just went to the site and were like, what's this? Oh, there's an abs event. Guess oh, we'll get in. Uh, so be sure to get in on that. Uh, other than that, we are brought to you, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. You can use code DNVR when we sign up for a new account. When you use a new account, you bet $5 on any NBA team to win their next game. If they do, you get $200 in free bets. Uh, right now, pretty good time to, to bet some money on the Avs as they're on this little winning streak here. You, you found some pretty good money on betting on interesting goal scorers. Erod, LOC, those type of dudes. You can get some decent money going when, when you do some of those player props. So be sure to check that out over DraftKings. Of course, you can also bet on all this other stuff. The World Cup coming up. Yep. You can be able to bet on that. Super excited for the watch alongs we're going to be doing for those at the bar. It's going to be awesome. Uh, anyway, head on over to DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel of DNVR. They have a bunch of amazing stuff. We gave away one of their uh, golf towels today. Super sick. <laughs> I really want one now. I might have to go buy one. 
Uh, so you can go check them out at Pins and Aces. Their They're, clothing's awesome. Oh, it's so sick. Oh, it's so good. And like, you know the golf hat that everyone loves from DNVR? That's like all of their apparel. Yeah. It's so just go over there. Go to pinsandaces.com. Use the DNVR code. You can get 15% off and free shipping when you order. Again, that's pinsandaces.com. Second period of this podcast. Second period of the game. I We kind of talked about this with their Finland games, but you're starting to feel like this is the Colorado Avalanche you know and love, right? Yeah, minus all the injuries that are going on but, right now. Sure. But, but yeah, the process yeah, is there, right? There That's you what go. you're talking about. That's a good about. way to yeah. put it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like you're starting to see this traditional, like the top line is leading everything that's going on. You're getting points from your defensemen, which we always talked about as your defensemen is kind of like your second line. Yeah. And now you're starting to get some depth scoring from different guys. Obviously tonight, LOC was a big factor in that, but you're kind of seeing them spread the wealth around. Um, so, you know, those are, those are positive things to take away. And I think, you know, We've talked about they've kind of played some lower-end talent this year in teams so far. I think coming up on Saturday, you're going to see a real test when they play Carolina. A, a quality team, for a sure. quality team. Kind of. I mean, like that's a good hockey they're good. team. That they're really, really struggling right now with consistency. Because sure. like any given night, they'll smoke somebody in the next smoke night. Smoke Edmonton tonight. They yep. get shut out. Yeah. And I know Freddie Anderson's hurt, and they're not totally sure what the timeline is Classic there. Classic Freddie Anderson, yeah. <laughs> and like the more you play, uh, the more you, the more you play Anti Ranta, the, the closer you, you know get, he's gonna break. The closer yeah. you get to hurting Anti Ranta. <laughs> uh, but no, he is. He really uh, uh, Ranta's really good when he's healthy. And when Carolina's on, they're obviously very, very good. Yeah. But so far this year, they've just been really, like, inconsistent night to night. Yeah. And the Avs might be, because both of their games against them come within a week. Yeah. So catching them before they figure it out is like, <laughs> do it. But also, the game that they played in Carolina last year. It was yeah. one of the best games of the season. A banger. Oh, straight up. That they ended up essentially losing a on nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but... Essentially a 1-0 game and a, just a phenomenal hockey game to yeah. watch. It was such a well-played game. Yep. Uh, back to tonight. You get into the second period, and, and, and part of what I mean when you're starting to feel like this is the abs you know and love is they get their foot on the gas and they put it all the way to the floor. When it when it starts turning their way, they make teams pay and they make them pay hard, and that's exactly what they did here. Uh, we kind of already talked about the Miko goals uh, a little bit, the LOC goals. Uh, look, I think, and and we'll we'll talk about LOC. We already did a little bit. Cannot give enough credit to the defensemen on this hockey team. You consistently have them coming through and providing offense. And it's not always the stuff that's going to wow you. It's a it's a shot thrown towards the net that LOC gets a stick on. That's all it is. Yeah. It, well, and this is why when the Avs were shooting 2% or whatever, 5v5, and it was right. like, they're, <laughs> like, they're getting nothing fortunate is happening for them. Every tipped puck went wide. Everything ended up in a goalie's chest. Yep. Everything was just not working out great for them. 
this is a little more normal. Now, obviously, LOC seems like he's scoring this goal every other game. It comes the, in bunches sometimes. The, the yeah. two weeks that he had last year that he They're was really, happening. really, really good. It's happening, happening again. Happening really early in the season <laughs> this time. Well, look, the abs can use it right now. So, But, you know, then also like the breakaway goal where you're like, yeah. oh, he actually scored on one of these things. Well, and that's like... Hell yeah. That one is like a super classic LOC goal too, right? Yeah. A block shot in the defensive zone and he just wins a race and he's yep. gone. Yep. Feels good. So That's it. Easy peasy. And and look, he scored on the backhand, so I don't know if that's a sign of the end times or <laughs> or what exactly. The but, best was AJ calling, go to the backhand, <laughs> and then he does. Yeah. Scores. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, an interesting makeup of, of the Avs depth lines tonight again AJ you kind of mentioned it despite a two point night uh, for Comfer it, that third line was it, the security blanket and it didn't feel super effective I mean they, they were spending time in the offensive zone but they weren't doing anything like they would cycle and then it would it be like, oh, there goes a puck wide. It honestly didn't even feel like they were spending that much time in the offensive zone. They, hold on, I had it. And like, I, like I haven't looked at the stats, so I could 100% be wrong. I Well, nobody really dominated that way. Yeah, yeah. Not, there wasn't, there wasn't really a lot like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's, I'm like Alexander Carrier, but he's, that's the other team. <laughs> um, yeah, LOC 12-15, Confer 11-16, Cogliano 9-13. So they're all a little bit in the, the negative. They're running the, the two-third line style. Actual yeah. shots on goal, though, they're pretty much even. Okay. Um, and then expected goals, they're where you want them to be. Yeah, Cogliano expected goals 72%. Yeah, so... JT was 78%. Certainly not so. giving up much dangerous. That's, yeah. Well, that was the thing is that the dangerous stuff against just doesn't exist. Yeah. And that's, I think that's probably why, like, they score their first power play goal. They yep. make it 1 1. Yep. Nashville puts out their top line. The Avs go with the JT Confer line because it's just kind of that security and blanket where they may not do a lot, but they are. They'll get you through it. Yeah. They are consistently <laughs> able to, hey, Defensively, there's very little happening against. And if something does, it stops. And it either goes the other way or it just stops and they, they change. As long as you don't put EJ and McDermott behind them, it's fine. <sighs> yeah. That's uh, tough. Uh, but I, I, I want to give credit to the other lines, too, because you didn't get point production out of Newhook and, and Cout. Erod had the power play goal. Second line did a great job of spending time in the offensive zone. And, and same with the fourth line of, you know, what ended up being Ranta and, and Hunt with mix and match in the middle after yeah. Bowers got hurt. Zambo Ranta, nine course, four and four against. Yeah, it did solid game. Should have scored, honestly. Yeah, yeah probably. Had a, had a couple of nice plays, a, a battle in the neutral zone that helped set up an opportunity mm-hmm. for, was that new hook? I forget. Had absolutely but. no issue with that guy's play. Yep. Um, I really struggled to find a guy that truly played poorly outside of, I don't, I don't think Josh Manson was any good tonight. I don't think Curtis McDermott was yeah. any good. I honestly don't remember 
a single thing Jacob McDonald did. Like, I'm going to go, like, as always, I'll go back home and I'll rewatch the game. Yep. Yeah, I just I, don't. There's just, there isn't much there. I yeah. just don't remember anything and, that he did, so I don't know if it's good or and, bad. And you're Jacob McDonald playing defense for this team. If the memory of you is nothing, good enough. Yeah. Some good zone exits. <laughs> I mean, and they were quality. Uh, better than Josh Manson's yeah. night, who struggled to get the puck out of the defensive zone. Yeah. Um, and and look, you don't even like even those faults. You're not that worried about because they come with the territory of the Avs being down two defensemen. Josh Manson's getting overplayed tonight. You knew that coming in. Curtis McDermott's not a good defenseman. You knew that coming in. He played like 13 minutes tonight too. Yeah, when and. We talked about this in the pregame. A very good job by the Avs to establish a lead. Not early, but you're midway through the game and you're you're sitting on a three-goal lead. Guess what? You get to roll those guys that you're not too sure about and not worry about it as much. That prevents things like Evan Rodriguez playing 27 minutes. No, but Makar played a ton of minutes. A ton. When does he not at this point? I mean... I mean, I don't know exactly what it is, but it was like it's twenty. Probably too much. Probably too much. Somewhere around there. Let's look right now. While y'all are looking up McCarr's minutes. Twenty-seven, twenty-seven. Jeez, that's so much, dude. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of time on the ice. And the thing is, like, it might be sustainable. <laughs> I feel like McCarr could potentially sustain that sort of ice time this sure. year. Because that's what superstars do. Yeah. Like, it just is what it is. Um, I, I really struggle to find even things to nitpick in this game. Yes, there were problems. Yes, there are things you want to do better. But, again, with context, this is a game they really won pretty easily on the whole. Yeah, you're never going to play a perfect hockey game, but there's not a lot that you can nitpick and say they could have done this better. <laughs> yep. You outscored your opponent. Yep. You never, tra- well, you did trail for three minutes of this hockey game or whatever <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. But it, it was never close once the Abs took it over. Even yeah. even with Nashville pushing back a little bit. Yeah, I guess you got a little bit uncomfortable near the start of the third. But even then, the Abs yeah. turned it back on and you were kind of like, okay, this is fine. It, it did not feel anything like the blown three goal leads against the Isles or that first game against Columbus. Right. So it definitely feeling a whole lot more comfortable. AJ's balls deep in the stats over there. I'm sure yeah. I'm fighting with people. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> chat. Let's ask you chat. How do you feel about this? Have you forgiven Matt Duchesne? Yeah. Can we get a, can we get a YouTube poll? Yeah. Boo Matt Duchesne. Yes or no. My boo. boo. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still boo Matt Duchesne? Because my my only frustration, because I don't care how people feel about it personally. Same, to be honest. My only, my only frustration was somebody who wasn't here for it telling people how to feel. Yeah. Like, that's my annoyance. That's, that's a person who is not qualified to speak on a topic. It's like if I ran for president and somebody was like, what's your economic policy? I'd be like, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there are there are people like how people have processed it, how Avalanche fans have processed the Mad Duchesne thing is entirely up to them. Agreed. And I think it is horseshit 
And it sucks. Like I, I, I hate to make like an issue of this. Well, that, because let me. This is in no way personal. Let's let let's start this conversation with this. Peter Baz, our guy. We love that dude here. Yeah. This and this is this is nothing personal about Peter. We are only pro Peter. Like in our whole company, everybody, everybody that's met Peter Baz feels positively towards him. Yep. He's a super nice guy. Yep. So it has it's it's nothing like that. It's entirely that he wasn't here for it. I I don't I don't feel like he's qualified to tell people how to feel about this. So far, Chad is extremely split on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's and that's probably that's probably how it's going to be for a yeah. long time. There are plenty of people who are saying who are tweeting at me and they're like, the debt was paid. Okay. You can feel that way. I completely get how you feel that way. But there are people who were deeply hurt by it. There were people who had experiences that were really, really negative. And I'm just, I'm sticking up for those people and saying it is entirely their right to hang on to that anger for every second that they deem fit. Yep. And I think it sucks that a person from the outside who was not here for it, especially that's, I think that's the point that probably really irks me the most is that He's he never he never was in one of those locker rooms, never once, and that's entirely that like that's entirely it. If you've never if you never understood the venom for Matt Duchesne, that's great. That is completely okay. You are totally allowed to feel yeah. that way. But the people, the the people who hang on to that anger, a hundred percent are justified in that anger. Let them be. Oh. Well, and there's something about, too, it's like if you know the arc of the player, right? Like, we were talking about this a little bit before this started, is like, he was so pro-abs, Matt Duchesne. When he was coming into the league, it was like this thing where it was like this homecoming of a guy that super wanted to be here, and then just to see what happened throughout the years and the change. Him wanting out, and him wanting more for his career, and he wanted wanted to be in a place where he he could buy into the vision of... There's something bigger for me there. Dude, I have no problem with that from a professional level. Yep. But sports are not on a, do not happen on a professional level only. Especially a guy who spends eight years in a place, a guy who was drafted there, a guy who essentially took the torch from Joe Sackick and and was like the face of the the post Holy Trinity era. Yeah. Because it was, you know, Watts retires and then Forsberg retires. Sackick was the last bastion. He retires. Matt Duchesne gets drafted. It all happens at the same time. Matt Duchesne gets drafted. He takes that torch. And he was his connection to Denver was so strong. And his connection to Avs fans so hey. deep that when when he decided he had had enough, again, professionally, that is a completely his right. But emotionally, when he decides that he had had enough, I can understand why fans aren't in a hurry to say... I'm good. I've gotten over it. Hey, yeah, yeah. Can you check abs assignments real quick? Sorry to interrupt. We'll get like, to we'll for get the to record. That in a second. I, I I don't per, me personally don't know how I feel about it. I, I I'm very conflicted because I was there. There were things that I saw. There were things that I experienced. There have been stories that I've heard over the years that are some of them are great. And some of them are pretty bad. And so I'm kind of I I, I don't know how I feel. It's very complicated. And I think that's where I struggle. Somebody telling somebody else, you got to get over this. Yeah. I, 
100%. I, every Avs fan has the right to feel however they want to feel about it. Yeah. Um, I, I truly believe that. And look, if you want to feel that Matt Duchesne trade led to all these pieces that helped the Avs win a cup and you feel great about that, great. It doesn't it's change the factually fact true. that like, people yeah. can still feel bad about the player, especially the way well, things played out at the end. And, and oh. people and people will people will process this the way people will process this in their own timelines. Okay, a good example of this. Okay, people know I'm a Kansas basketball fan. 2003, Kansas loses the national championship to freshman Carmelo Anthony in Syracuse. Yeah. All right, heartbreaking. Ten days later, Roy Williams quits and goes to North Carolina. <laughs> Especially uh, galling, galling for a, a coach to leave a blue blood program such as Kansas. Yep. But North Carolina was his home. It's where he was from. It's where he grew up in the coaching, in also the Dean Smith coaching blue tree. Blood, arguably. And, yeah. and another blue blood job. I only tell the story. It's only relevant because I was so angry at Roy Williams for leaving Kansas for all for for five years yep 2008 rolls around kansas and north carolina play for the first time since roy williams bails they play in the final four the, the national semifinal, and kansas starts out 40 to 12 in that game tyler hansborough brings the tar heels back <laughs> kansas ultimately pulls away and bodies north carolina the most cathartic sports moment of my life i forgave roy williams roy williams showed up to the national championship two nights later wearing a jayhawk on his chest he's one of us forever all love to Roy Williams. <laughs> I say this because the parallels are obvious. You you can see sometimes there's a thing that happens that is cathartic and fans decide, I'm over this now. Yep. I can move on. I thought I was going to hate Roy Williams forever. Yep. I'm sure that there are people who thought they were going to hate Matt Duchesne forever. Yep. And then the second that they won the Stanley Cup with pieces that they got in the Matt Duchesne trade, they moved on from it. All respect. Yep. That is completely acceptable. I have no bones. For the record, I have no bones. Feel I however want, you want to feel exactly. about it. Exactly. Yeah. But the people, the people who still have a problem with it, I'm just saying, chill out. Let them let them that's their hate, not yours. Yep. Let them let them have that and then whenever they will they will get over it someday. All right. Sixty-four percent now. That's still over a third of the the people saying boo him. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I let's move on to a, a more positive topic. Yeah, here is the is the image ready. Yeah. All right. Great part of the game or greatest part of the game? This image. <laughs> <laughs> Topanga. Such a transition. Showing out for the abs game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, his, and his buddy next to him too has yeah, uh, the Saved by the Bell. Yeah, check yeah. Out. So uh, Tiffany Thiessen yeah. is the actress's name. <laughs> <laughs> two two iconic actresses heartthrobs. Yeah, yeah, heart, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Heartthrobs. <laughs> Universal boy crushes for a whole generation. 
so it's, good. I mean, that is, you don't know why this is supposed to be funny. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. Somebody made that shirt. That is a custom made shirt. There, there are kids in our chat who don't know about Boy Meets World, all right? I, they which didn't is, grow up with the legend. It's so, it's so funny just to, to like make that shirt and then... <laughs> To wear it in public, <laughs> but then wear it right behind the bench where you're going to be on TV. All of it is perfect. It's so silly and fun. It was incredible. And every every dude in a certain age bracket went, is that Topanga? <laughs> Word for clip it from the watch along. I literally said that. It was like, <laughs> Yep. All of us. <laughs> Topanga? And then, and then it was like. Wait, who's the other one? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, that's Kelly Kapowski. And nobody, no nobody one watched knew. Saved by the Bell. It's, yeah, well, that's not true. <laughs> we not did true. not. We did not watch it. But I knew who. I knew who kept, Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski was un, uh, enough culturally that even I recognized her, not knowing, not like, not having seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me to name another character on Saved by the Bell, and I can't. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Mario Lopez was on Saved by the Bell. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. right. Didn't he get into a fist fight with the the preppy white guy? That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't they get into like the world's worst fist which, fight? Which show had the kid named Boner? Uh, that's the hug. That's the hug. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shot. No idea. No shot. I, that was like the one. Uh, it was that like was the. the turtle the three kids with Alan. What's his name? I forget it. Alan um, Dick? Maybe. Uh, You're talking about growing, growing pains? pains. Yeah. You're talking about growing pains. Yes. Oh, man, we got, we got there. there. We got there. <laughs> That's a hell of a pull. <laughs> also, also the Mike Seaver, the older brother. Yeah, yeah. Grew up to. He ran like a hyper religious organization for a long time. Yep. Yeah. More you know. <laughs> uh, on that note, we're brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer. Of DNVR, you can get oh, step by step man, eight that. different kinds of beers uh, on tap here at the bar. You can also find them at your local liquor store. Use breckbrew.com to check that out and check out all their awesome merch. Also brought to you by Green Mountain Dental Group, the best family dentist in the Denver metro area. You can go and get a cleaning, X-ray, and exam today, and you'll get excuse me a free Sonicare toothbrush just for taking care of your teeth. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, look, this was a fun game. A, a genuinely enjoyable game from, from top to bottom for Colorado. It was a good game. It was a game the Avs played well in, and it was a game that ended up being a pretty comfortable win for Colorado. Uh, it's nice. Sometimes it's nice to have one where it's just like, okay, the Avs win. You don't have to clench it out the whole way home. <laughs> it was it was nice. Well, and then they make it five two, and you're kind of like, Meh, because yeah. it was such a bullshit penalty call yeah. on Lekkinen. And you're just like, Whatever. where you're just like, this is stupid. And then it's a great tip by Johansson to score, yeah. and you're yeah. like, five two, okay. But then Roman Yossi makes it five three immediately yeah. at the start of the third and period and you're like okay they gotta play some hockey hold on again. a minute and then they played some hockey and it was like ah, it, well, it's right. Like yeah. the gear down nothing happens for the rest of the game yeah. we're just like okay and really a lot of credit there goes to Alexander Georgiev because uh, the first goal against 
I mean, it's a backdoor. He yeah. can't. I mean, there's literally nothing. You can do nothing. There. You're asking. Uh, the third goal. The third goal is a a, a rocket. Yep. Yeah. From Roman Yossi, where you're just an like, unbelievable shit. It literally you, you don't love that he's given up that goal a couple times now. That specific goal from that spot, sure, in the, on the but in the same this one area, literally hits the corner of the post. Yeah, well, and it goes. It, in. it also hits it does, him. He does get a piece of it. It also right, hits him but, and gets there. So it's not like I love and, the shot and, that much, but. The point is to say that it's well, a great player who made a really, really good shot. It's a hard and, save. And even the second goal is like an unbelievable goal tip. Is a, it's yeah. a great tip yeah. that he gets like 80% of. Yep. Uh, and and then after that, you see there were moments in the game where right when they make it 4-1, they haven't even finished the replay. Yep. And the Preds are yeah. bang, bang right in front. And, he's and Georgiev makes a save. Yep. There's a save, a big toe save that he makes with like five minutes when to was, go in the third yep, period. Yep, yep, yep. When it was 5-3, like Georgiev, I mean, he, this, he gives up three. There were enough shots on goal that the numbers will probably he, still look he's fine. He's going to end up with like a 920 or something. Um, the advanced numbers will probably not be very good because there wasn't a lot of quality from the Preds. Yep. But when you look at the individual moments there, Really, really, really good night again, I think, for Georgiev, uh, where he just makes that extra save that the other guy at the other end does not. And it ends up being another difference. And I... It's... I think a testament to how well he continues to play that we're talking about a goaltender in a 5-3 game. Agreed. Just a stylistic difference from Kemper to him. He's a quiet goaltender. Yeah. It's just a lot easier to watch and feel calm about. Not saying that Kemper didn't come up with great saves or anything like that. It's just that style of play that he has. Just it, It's it's just calming for everybody oh. on the ice as well. Yeah. It, I, it's pretty clear the Avs are playing with confidence in their goalie behind yeah, them, for, for sure. sure. They're they're not worried. If they make a mistake, they know they can rely yeah. on him. So, Yeah, where's our, where's our Georgiev t-shirt? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> there's a few. There's a few. There's a few. I, I've heard contenders. there's a couple ideas kicking around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next up, our king of the game. I mean, y'all should know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, there are things in life that are way more important than hockey. And part of what makes hockey so great is the people you know along the way. Uh, our king of the game is, of course, Peter McNabb, who... That's a great picture, too. Yep. <laughs> this is an excellent <laughs> picture. Um, uh, you know. And, uh, I think that embodied. I mean, you can hear the Peter McNabb laugh yep, in yep, that picture. Yep. yep. He's probably scoring a goal there, too. <laughs> Guarantee he was scoring a goal, man. It, uh, the entire game was a kind of a celebration of Peter's life. Absolutely. The fact that, they, the, fact that the game ended with eight goals between the two teams yep. felt appropriate enough. Um you know, we've we've talked a lot about Peter. Altitude talked a lot about Peter, and it still it still isn't enough to honor what what he meant to all of us and what he will always mean to all of us. Yep. Um, and we 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 just thought it was appropriate um, in a in a kind of final nod to him. Yeah. Um, we are working on getting a uh, Peter McNabb portrait put up somewhere in the bar so that yep. when Abs fans do come through, that they can they can be reminded not just of the cup moments, but of of the guy who was there from day one. Yeah. So, still all all the love in the world to Peter and his family. Absolutely. It's, I mean, talk about a guy that loved hockey too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I know we no one all... knew it was coming, right? But and he was doing his thing because he loved it. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. yep. It's yep. 
Yeah. Awesome. Can never say enough good words about him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we did a whole show about it, so yeah, won't get too much into it. But yeah, I just don't want to cry on another pod. Yeah, we we done <laughs> it's becoming of that. too much of a habit <laughs> <laughs> between Stanley Cup run and Peter. Yeah, don't want that. Yep. Anyway, definitely a well-deserved king of the game. Um, that's all I got. I know we got one super chat here. Two dollars from D who says, "Love you all." Very appropriate. It's definitely the people. You we can all disagree about how to feel about Matt Duchesne, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we're all here for the same reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Hockey wouldn't be the same without all of y'all. Wouldn't, the, it, wouldn't be very fun if we all had the same opinion about everything all the time. Yeah, that would, that would be boring. That's uh, why Blaze believes in Buffalo every year. The <laughs> no, this is the first year because it's mm, right. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first year. You're getting me and Evan bought up. bought the fool's gold that was Florida last year. <laughs> Buying some more fool's gold now. Why do we leave our betting segment to you? Unbelievable. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you faded me. Yeah. Paid off. Damn. Good for you. Wow. Wow. Yahir made some money tonight. Uh, <laughs> well, good for you. Congrats. <laughs> are you, are you going to lose all that money betting on Mexico in the World Cup? Uh, <laughs> I know my team very well. Uh, and, and, and look, I mean, it's worth noting uh, what we do here. If it wasn't for all y'all in chat, yeah, we'd just be yelling into the void. Yeah, it's true. So make sure y'all know how much we appreciate all y'all out there. 100%. Uh, Except Eddie. <laughs> he said it, not me. <laughs> wow. I just love giving him a hard time because he knows it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> he takes it and he takes it well. Uh, y'all are amazing. We appreciate all y'all so very much. So we love you. That's all I got. I'm assuming you were good. Yeah. So we'll be back tomorrow. Yep. Back tomorrow. Normal off, show. Off day pod. Hopefully we have some Bowers news and uh, what we can all be sad about, but a timeline would really be great. It sure would. Uh, we hope to see you there. Of course, we'll be live for the game Saturday. All of that good stuff. We hope to talk to you soon, but until then, we will see you on the next one.